Isn't God amazing? Isn't God amazing? I I I yesterday when we left I was thinking in my heart ain't nobody do me like Jesus. Okay, I'm sure others don't know what we're talking about. But I'm sure some of you know what I'm talking about. He healed my body and he told me right on. Uh, you see those who know seem very happy. Ain't nobody do me like the Lord. Remember that song? I feel like going on. Saints, I'm excited. Yesterday we spoke about what is the fruit of true worship. Part of the things we said, remember we spoke about the glory of God. We also spoke about the victory. In other words, the anticipation of victory. You must, when you are worshiping God truly, you already are convicted of the victory that lies ahead. Isn't it? And there is also the victory. What captivated my heart was the fact that true worship is transformational. It changes a person. It changes a worshiper from glory to, to glory. So this morning I was busy, you know, cleaning the yard. And this song came and I thought, wow. Indeed, Lord, that's what we want to see. You remember the song that says, there's going to be a revival. In this place. Okay, some of you don't know. There's gonna be a revival in this place. From the north to the south. From the east to the west. There's gonna be a revival in this place. Look at those who know it. They're shining because they know when you, when you were singing those songs. In your heart, you were sure God is going to show up. And that's what we're trusting God to do, isn't it? So let me just share some few thoughts from the book of Revelation. Isn't it amazing that all things will come to an end, but worship will continue? And so one of the things that we said about worship is that all of us are worshipers. You remember that? But true, that... If we worship as a congregation, it is possible that either we are worshiping a fake God in a fake way, or we worship the true God in a wrong way, or we can worship the true God in a true way. And the true way is by spirit and truth. Those we've covered in the services, you remember. Truth is how God revealed himself in the way. And truth is the honesty of our heart. Not trying to be hypocritical with God. But spirit is the fact that deep calls for deep. Man is spirit. God is spirit. The things of the spirit cannot be understood by the carnal mind. And therefore the things of the spirit demand surrendering to the Holy Spirit. If we indeed are saved and walk by the spirit. The Bible says we should therefore keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Isn't it? 
And we understood that God, the right atmosphere to fear God, according to Leviticus chapter 10, is that God says to Moses, I should be feared by those who approach me. And therefore, there's no true worship that can come out of a heart that does not worship God. Isn't it amazing that we're full of people who live sinfully but believe they can worship God? I don't know what we're reading. Maybe we're reading cosmopolitan too much or men's health or whatever you read through love let me tell you we cannot worship god until we fear god why because god is the creator we are creation and there is no equality there without the other the other is nothing and that other that becomes nothing without the other is you and me so we must not presume a better position than who we already are. We will truly worship when we realize God is supreme and we are his creation. The right atmosphere of worship is when God is unrelentlessly loved, unreservedly loved. When every other person can be shown their door for God to enter. Maybe they skipped others. Where you can kick anyone out of your life for God to remain in your life. Isn't it amazing that people don't worship God like that? They are ready to kick God out so that their boyfriends can come in. It's a shame. Shame on us. Shame on us to think that we can bring our jobs, our wives and whatever else you are bringing God to kick God out. Jesus gave us a promise. He said, the world will not know nor receive the Holy Spirit. But you, you will know him because he will be with you and in you. But friends, how do we suddenly just find it so convenient to kick him out so that we can let our convenience. Let me tell you, the things of this world are passing. But he whom we are kicking out will stand before him ashamed and guilty and you know what he's not gonna excuse us that day on that day every knee shall bow of things in heaven and earth and the earth below and every tongue shall confess that jesus christ is lord and we shall all see him even those that pierced him and you know those of us who continually grieve the holy spirit who continually quench him you will stand that day you will have no defender you will have no advocate. But thanks be to God who brought Jesus that through him, by his blood, we may stand justified. Remember, walk as a justified, redeemed person. Walk as one who's no longer enslaved by sin, sickness, disease, and the passions of this world. Walk as one who's away. I'm a child of God. So what do we want to do? As children of God, in anticipation of where we are going, we are saying, let us prepare ourselves. Kids learn to speak by imitating adults. Kids learn to walk by holding on to adults and, you know, adults helping them. Let us allow heaven to teach earth how to worship. So let's just look at how they do it and let's start doing it that way. How's that? That at least when you get to heaven, you won't be surprised. At least when you get to heaven, you won't be embarrassed. 
you won't be the only person who's clueless what is happening. So we're reading in chapter 4 of Revelation. Listen to my words carefully. I'm not saying, let us read so that we can understand what they are doing. I'm saying, let us read so that we can imitate what they are doing. You understand the difference, right? So what's the point of the exercise? The, the point of exercise is to be imitators of what heaven does. It's not to be people who are theologically correct about heaven. God, you realize, did not ask us to theologize about him and debate about him. He says, be holy for I am See, that's, there's no theology there. There's just a very simple, straightforward instruction. Be like me. Amen? So, what do they do and how do they do it? I want you to observe with me. I'm reading from verse 8 of chapter 4. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stop doing what? They what? So here are the things that I want us to observe. One is what do they do with their mouths? Okay? You realize it say they say. It doesn't say they sing. They what? Say. Which means worshippers must learn to say. Without being pumped up by a song. They must be able to stand before their king and say, Without someone pumping you, without you wondering, Hey, when are, are they going to sing my favorite song? So you will, say, you will see, number one, they say, So what you need to imitate from today is, What do they say? Because sometimes we keep saying, I told you, people like being creative with stuff that they shouldn't be creative with. Heaven does not see the point in being creative about worshipping God. Remember those words, those innovative. Somebody said, black people don't get anything from God because in reality they never ask anything. They are, they always say stuff. They give God labels. And some of the labels are not even scriptural. We say everything except what scripture says. So what do they say? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. They declare that God is everlasting. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks, you, give, you remember we spoke about the content. Yesterday. That it's amazing that we say we worship God. But our worship does not have glory. Giving God glory. It does not give God honor. And it does not give him any thanksgiving. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne. Now here's one thing that I want us to all learn. Every time from now onwards as we read. You must observe when they use they worship. Look at what they do. Even before they say. Because clearly what we do and what heaven does are different things. 
What do the 24 elders do? They fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him. Who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and do what? And say, You are worthy of our Lord and God to receive what? Glory, honor, and power. For you created all things. There's a recognition of who is supreme. And by your will, they were all created and have their being. Are you there? Let's jump to verse 6 of chapter 5. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, and cycled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders did what? Before the lamb, each one had a harp, and they were holding gold, then bowls full of incense, which are what? The prayers, our prayers. And they, what do they do? So, last time, what did they do? They say. Now, what do they do? They don't just sing. They sing what? Isn't it amazing that when I fight with our worship team, you think I'm just creating chaos with them. They sang a new song. Amen? So there must be an, a desire from all of us to sing new songs. That's why the, the gospel industry in South Africa is such a disappointment. If it's not a cover version, it's a repetition of what we know. If it's not a repetition of what we know, it's a repetition of what we sing in the church. We, we were talking with a friend of mine and I said to him, I can bet you I can create a competition to pay an artist, a black artist, 250000 If we were at the end of a year, to say, let's put, bring all the gospel artists and see if there's one of them who has recorded a full album with original songs. I tell you, I'll get my money back. Because they want. It's another song that has already been exhausted. Go and check yours. If it's not that it's a cover version from Israel Hotin or some American artist or choir. And then not because we are ignorant this side of town, we like, ah, it's a beautiful song. Until we hear, ah, oh, actually, it's a Kirk Franklin song. It's just being put Zulu. It's Zulufied or Sutufied. They sang what? What does a new song imply? It implies continuous revelation of this God. But obviously, since we don't have any, we just sing whatever we always had. I'm sure our musicians are inspired now. So don't be surprised when I don't have your CD. No, don't worry, Lazi. I'm not talking about you. When I'll support you. So I don't want you not to marry because 
you don't get the support from me. If I don't support you, how will you get the lobola? Verse 11 says, Then I looked and I heard... Okay, let me read verse 9. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. I wanted us to play this song today, but I forgot to bring it. Have you heard this song by Sisiwainens? This song, this very verse. Thou art worthy to take... You know it. Why can't we write songs like that? Because they dare. She sings a song. Don't worry when tomorrow we'll play it if we, we remember to bring it. You have made them to be a kingdom of priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times times 10,000. They encycled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. Now listen. In what? In a loud they did what? And say people, some people like saying black churches are loud but you see the Bible says in a loud voice. So there is a place for us to come and shout before God. And then other people look like you know, I remember the story of a guy who was a politician and he was trying to get people to, you know, those times when, Amanda! And yeah, now he comes. Amanda say. Amanda say batum. How can you convince a rally when you just come? Amanda say. So we can't be a church that has no conviction to stand before God and declare to the heavenly host, God reigns. Amen? Amen. So in a, in a loud voice, they sang, where is the lamb? Look at what they say. They sang. Isn't it amazing that sometimes our singing is so terrible, it needs a mic all the time. Have you ever heard how beautiful sometimes it is when they say, well, you know the, the musicians, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. And then they bring it down, you know, when they bring it down. And you hear the voices. You've never, we must try it then one day. And as a church, realize that we are part of this heavenly choir, which does not necessarily always need accompaniment. And we just sing. But your typical Bazalwani church, let there be no instruments you'll see. Clueless people. We don't know what we're doing because we don't know how to worship without accompaniment. We don't know the different expressions of worship. You, you just see, I mean, it disheartens you as a pastor. You think, oh Lord. They, they are waiting. Everybody's waiting. It doesn't matter how you start a song. I feel like praising, praising Him. I feel like praising, praising Him. You know the song? Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him all day long. I feel like praising, pray. Look, 
You know what they are waiting for? Joshua. Because for some reason, there is no beat in their body and their blacks. You know that song? You're dancing like a white man. So saints, what are we learning? There is a place for us to forget accompaniment. Because in your heart, no one can play instruments for you. Therefore, you need to go to God with a heart that says, God, I'm so excited. If I'm a bimbist, I will bimba today. But you will know this is a, a true expression of my. And that is not to say you must then join the team. You, you must just sing sitting there. Amen. So they say, worthy is the lamb. You see the nature of worship is to ascribe worth to the object of your worship. Are you still with us? To receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them doing what? Saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory power forever and ever. How many of you know this song? How many of you know this song? Ah, Bazalwan. Who? Fred Hammond sings it. There's another guy who sings as, as well. To him who sits on the throne and to the lamb. Oh, at least. Ah, you see, she knows it. I'm trying to make you aware that when it comes to songs, what we know is irrelevant to worship. Stop! And then they say, okay, you have, you have sang almost a stanza now. What were you saying? What was the point of what you were saying? Are, are, are you still with me? So saints, can I say to us, and I hope our team will hear me very clear. There are songs that should make it to your C compilation, but never to the pulpit. Why? Because in church we intend to maximize the role of songs in praise and worship. So we cannot afford to choose wrong songs. Imagine. And we are happy. What are we happy about? Eh? Okay, Bazalan, see I fall as I fall as I fall as it. Okay. Question. Let's talk about content. 
the glory of God eh? has God has glory been ascribed to God has honor been ascribed to God has thanks been ascribed to God has praise been how did that song make it to the front eh? it could mean two things either the people who lead us are ignorant about their ministry or we as a church are just totally clueless. Are you still with me? So when, we, when you sing from now, you should actually look at this way then. And go to them after that. If I have not gone already or if I have not stopped the song. And tell them, hey man. This song. So what was the point of this song? Are you still with me? Don't worry. They sing very well. You sang Lamb of God. Good song, isn't it? Seated on the... Good scriptural song, isn't it? And then they start laughing in the church. We are in chapter 7. We read him from verse 9. After this I looked and there were before me a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the, the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. And what did they do? They cried out in what? Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. What did they do? No, what did they do? They fell down on their faces before the throne and do you do what? You see, every time worship comes in, falling down, kneeling down comes in as well. And saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. This is another song, another guy sings. Then one of the elders asked me, hey, I'll just jump that part because the things I want you to see. Let's jump to chapter 11, verse 15. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven which said, loud voices, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his kingdom. Messiah and he will reign forever and ever. How many of you know the song? You know it. It's just that you, you have not listened to the, so, the, the lyrics. You remember Handel, Handel's Messiah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You remember? Remember what it says? The kingdom of this world. And of his Christ, and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever. You see how many songs people have put into paper to try and imitate what heaven does. And how some of these songs have become songs that 
We know them. But we are not aware of the depth and the richness of the songs themselves. You will now go and buy Handel's Messiah. I'm reading from chapter 12, verse 10. Then I heard what? A loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been held down. Let's jump to the one that we read earlier on. Okay, let's start in chapter 15 first. I'm reading from verse 2. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire. And standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. They held harps given them by God. So you see instruments again. And what did they do? And sang the song of God's servants Moses and of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord Almighty just and true are your ways, King of the nations, who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name. For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Okay, we, we read, I'll jump the rest. Chapter 19, where we started earlier today. Want, worship team want to come. After this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven. What are they doing? What are they doing? Saints, I have tried to... The idea today is not to teach it. Né? But the idea today is to bring awareness. That it's either we're doing it... You know, it's very sad to do the right thing the wrong way. How many of you have done math? You remember? Getting the right answer using the wrong method. And your teacher just puts and then writes nonsense. Your teacher was very nice. Oh, oh, oh non-Tobago's teachers like mine. They just, you know what they did? They marked ste steps. And with us, if you got the answer wrong, but the steps are right, you did the steps, they would give you the marks. Oh, it still happens. You know what I'm talking about. Because they know what you are. I remember one of them told us that, no, 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 sometimes it's because you punched the wrong thing on the calculator. So we do not concern ourselves with the final answer. But the counterpart will get the right answer using the wrong and guess what they write? Not what mine, I don't know. Maybe they'll just write wrong method. Mine didn't just write wrong method. He just wrote. How's that? Are you following me? And so if we don't do it, if we do the right thing, let us also do it there. But I cannot control what is in your heart. You understand that? I cannot make you fear God. I cannot make you love God. But I can help you understand 
what you should be doing. And therefore, I can make you hopefully understand that bowing before God does not appeal to your status. It appeals to your maturity and understanding of worship. That as they bow before Him, everyone in heaven, there's a song that says, that time, even those who did not want to bow will bow. You remember the song? It says, we bow before you willingly. Because we know that when you come, even those that did not want to bow, they shall bow. How's that? So we're going to end off our evening. I don't know which song we're going to sing. Remember, it's not about a song. You can bow down and say. You can bow down and cry out. You can bow down and shout. You can bow down and sing. You can bow down and sing a new song. But we're going to just lend it tonight by bowing down before the Lord. And remind ourselves, this is how heaven does it. This is how the modern church does it differently. The modern church, they can finish the whole year without ever bowing before Jesus whilst declaring him king. The modern church, they frown at you when you bow down. They say, why we get a bit here? The modern church, when you bow down, they say, holy this one. Why, why is he pretending to be holier than thou? The modern church, when you bow down, they think, stand up, the song is finished. You know what I'm talking about. Because you're part of us, you're part of the modern church. The modern church is very concerned about their Armani suits. You know, I just fetched this suit from the dry clean. And they forget it is God who gives you strength to make wealth. But here you are today, feeling too powerful in a suit that you are going to live here and stand before him and account. How's that? How's that for foolishness? So when we just all, we're just going to bow down and worship God. And tomorrow we're going to open the floor for you to bring the word. You saw how they do it in heaven. They bring the word of God. Worthy, worthy. That's why we encourage you to come and read scriptures. Because worship without the truth does not make sense. Let us not just sing, but let us just say too. Come and say, open the word of God. The Lord is my light and my salvation.